Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. Mortal Kombat. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And before we press the start button on our controllers to talk about Mortal Kombat, uh, I'm going to jump straight into our podcast ritual where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that we watched in the last week. So, Ken, what did you watch this past week? Well, um, I mean, if you tuned in last week to our our episode on MCU Part 5, um, I did mention that I started watching Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, uh, which was on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm almost done with season one, so I'm lo- definitely looking forward to season two when it does come out next month. Uh, but uh, obviously I needed to start something new, so I, s- I spent a lot of time watching that. Um, and so I know I'm a little late on this, but I finally started watching Warrior. Uh, which is now streaming on HBO Max. Uh, it is based on a original concept that was written by uh, by Bruce Lee, and it's starring Andrew Koji and Olivia Chang. So originally, Warrior was the Cinemax original, but last year, Cinemax decided that they were going to stop all uh, original productions because of the pandemic. And so um, basically, after season two ended, that was actually supposed to be the end of the show. But uh, since then, uh, I've read that HBO Max has since picked it up. And obviously, it's now showing on HBO Max. And they did renew it for a third season. And so I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm only one episode in, and I really like it a lot. And I already know I'm going to binge watch this one pretty quick. Ooh, yeah. Because my brother has been talking about this, uh, this show for a while now and then i think he read like like while he was watching it he's like oh shoot he got canceled <laughs> and then obviously when you hear when you see that while you're watching a show it's like crap it, it kind of like deflates you from like enjoying the rest of the episodes but luckily mm-hmm. like he said it got picked up by hbo max right and yeah, I mean, I think it just recently got picked up. And so, um, you know, there just may be a little bit of a delay in terms of getting season three out there because obviously they need to actually film it and, you know, start production up again. And so um, I was like kind of reading and obviously take it with a grain of salt because, you know, we don't know um, how production schedules are, especially in a uh, post-pandemic world. Uh, they're talking that hopefully maybe as early as next year for uh, season three, which gives us plenty of time to be able to binge uh, the first two seasons on HBO Max. Yeah, knowing that uh, another season's coming, maybe I'll have to check it out also. Yeah, I, dude, I think you would like it because, I mean, I, and I'm only going off of one episode. I thought it was really high quality the way it's done. So uh, as soon as... Um, we're probably done. I'm gonna start watching it again. I just gotta figure out something to watch again for uh, to share for next week. So, what did you watch? <laughs> uh, so for me, I've been watching kind of an interesting TV show. Actually, it's an animated TV show called Invincible on Amazon Prime Video. It's like an adult um, superhero TV show. When you're first watching the first episode. You think, oh, it's kind of similar to Justice League, like uh, the Justice League animated TV show. Kind of like almost that same style, kind of PG-13 sometimes. But it turns rated R real quick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like all of a sudden does a 180 and then, yeah, there's going to be guts flying and all that stuff. So uh, what I like about it too, it has a good story. Uh, The main character, he's... um, He's half Asian also. I appreciate that. Oh. Uh, but the voice cast is probably the best thing about the show. 
You've got um, Stephen Yoon. I think I forgot how to say his last name, but Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, you've got J.K. Simmons as his dad. Oh wow! Uh, you got Sandra Oh. I think she was from Grey's Anatomy. You got um, Zazie Beetz. You got Walton Goggins. You've got uh, shoot, what's her name? Britta from community what's her name oh jillian jacobs yeah so and uh, plenty of other stars that are pretty known actors as well in this like animated superhero show oh man so from what you're describing i'm picturing an animated version of the boys is that yeah um, yeah animated version of the boys but it's more of like a yeah you're following like a, a teenage superhero you know what? I'm intrigued. I probably, I'll probably eventually watch it too. Um, and how many seasons are are they in? Uh, they just started, so it's still on their first season. I've, uh, based on you know obviously the time of the recording of this vi- uh, this audio, uh, seven episodes have come out, and I've watched all seven so far. So oh, I think shoot. I don't know if season one is ending soon. I don't know. So, but I've liked it so far. I've watched it basically every Friday. Ooh, so it's every Friday. Oh man. Okay. I might have to incorporate that since uh obviously we need something to fill in the gaps between <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier and and Loki whenever that comes out on Disney Plus. So, I might definitely check that out. Sounds yeah. like right uh something that I definitely enjoy too. Mhm. I guess Amazon's got that adult superhero <laughs> genre in the <laughs> covered i guess i know since the boys is on amazon prime video as well that's so that's so funny <laughs> uh all right ken last week speaking of superheroes we did talk about some marvel cinematic universe movies we talked about captain america civil war we talked about doctor strange and the somewhat disappointing mostly disappointing <laughs> uh <laughs> guardians of the galaxy volume two uh, and we did r- run a poll on our social medias, our Twitter and Instagram. So what was the poll, Ken? Well, uh, we based our poll. Um, we were actually, we did, you know, we just kept it simple. And so obviously one of the movies that we did cover is Captain America Civil War, just like you said. And so we kept it simple. It's like, hey, wh- whose side are you on? Team Cap? Or are you on Team Iron Man? And so the poll poll results are in in kind of a surprise like blowout in a landslide. Seventy five percent of you guys voted for Team Captain America. Yeah, I was actually quite surprised because I remember when the movie came out, it was pretty divided and actually leaning on the Iron Man side. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I'm probably guilty for that because. <laughs> Uh, when in 2016, when that movie came out, I was easily, heavily team Iron Man. But ever since then, I don't know, a lot, a lot of the recent, uh, maybe recency bias or whatever, I actually voted and switched over to team cap. And I, I know of one reason why, I mean, one reason why it was, I mean, you could guess. Scarlet Witch, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I won. I guess yeah, right. yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she was just like that. She 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 turned she turned me easily. So it's it's like Vision, man. Like I I rewatching Civil War and Vision got so distracted by by uh by Wanda and then she, he like I don't get how how Rhodey's not more mad. It's like, dude, you <laughs> paralyzed me. Just because you couldn't stop staring at Wanda. <laughs> I know. She's like, oh, oh, they're getting away. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking to, to to Wanda, but I completely understand, man. Vision, I feel you. I'd be distracted too. <laughs> For sure, man. But uh, if you guys want to participate in our polls like this week's, uh, please visit our Instagram and Twitter Every Tuesday, and it's at Weekly Real. So, uh, Ken, do you know what we're talking about this week? I don't even want to say I want to say it, but I think you could do a better job saying it. All right. So, Mortal Kombat. I don't know, man. I'm like, I, I feel like I was really excited going into this movie. But before we get into it, I'm going to lay this out right now. This is our spoiler warning for Mortal Kombat 
2021, not the 1995 version. I guess uh, the 1995 version too, if you haven't seen it, because I'm going to talk about that one a little bit too. Uh, But yeah, spoiler warning for the movie. You can check it out in theaters right now or on HBO Max if you have a subscription there. But we watched it in theaters. So Mortal Kombat follows an MMA fighter, Cole Young, who joins Sonya Blade, Jax, and Kano in a fight to save the Earth from Outworld fighters such as Sub-Zero. Alright, man. Mortal Kombat finally finally came. It got delayed for like another week, and then we watched it in theaters. But how did you feel uh, initially finally watching this movie? Uh, well, uh, I want to say again, just because it was my first movie of the year, I was excited just to be able to just go to a movie theater and watch something that would be worth watching. Um, well, actually, let me let me stop right here. Actually, uh, when you're talking about, hey, what movie are we watching? I thought you were going to go Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so- I- I don't know, man. My uh, my excitement for doing the Mortal Kombat like, got kind of dumbed down a little bit now because of the movie. <laughs> because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really do it until I the know. end, I guess. I know. And then you hear the kind of the theme song right after that. I'm like, oh, it's getting yeah. hyped. Oh shoot! But you know what? I'm just gonna have to play that in my own head. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to answer your question. Uh, I mean, kind of going in, um, other than the fact that I was just excited to watch a movie in the theaters, uh, I didn't really have any expectations for the movie itself. I hadn't really watched any of the the trailers. I just kind of knew what to expect just because, you know, when, when the original game c- came out, I was a teenager at that time, and I was kind of in my heyday of playing video games. Um, and so I was just expecting, you know, an action movie. I was hoping for really good fight choreography. And if I could see some sick visuals, I'd be like, oh, shoot, okay. And, and, you know, it'd be something where I could just kind of overlook probably some really bad dialogue, uh, kind of like a meh storyline or Mm -hmm. uh, terrible acting or whatever. Uh, But uh, it turns out kind of like my expectations, my low expectations were kind of met, (laughs) if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, man. For sure, because like you said, the dialogue was bad. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, was really bad. <laughs> Jesus, man, I did not expect that. It was like, man, am I watching the 1995 version? <laughs> like, God, man, like, and the exposition was so obvious, too. Yeah, it, it everything was very predictable for the most part, especially when you're talking about um, when they were kind of getting into the whole Mortal Kombat uh, section of the movie where they're actually talking about the tournament and stuff. And a lot of it was just very predictable. Um, and so really, again, I was just like, okay, hopefully we get some you know pretty cool moves. Uh, we already set the bar kind of low. Uh, and so I'm like hoping that uh, I'll be surprised at times. You know, I just knew that uh, after maybe when the main storyline kind of got going, I was just like, okay, this is, uh, this isn't going to get too much better. So better drop your expectations even more. Yeah. Cause the first like seven movie uh, minutes of the movie are actually pretty solid way of like opening the movie with, with Hanzo Scorpion and uh Bihan sub zero, just kind of mm. like battling it out in, um, in Japan Obviously, they're not actually Sub-Zero and Scorpion yet, but that's like, ooh, this is a good uh, good way to start the movie. Uh, I don't know if, like, you saw, like I actually watched uh, the animated Mortal Kombat movie, Scorpion's Revenge. I actually thought they did, they did a version of this, and I actually thought it was much better in the animated. I think the whole animated movie is better than this movie. Okay. Do you think it was because they were able to have like the creative freedom to, you know, flesh stuff out? Um, no pun intended with, <laughs> with flesh. Yeah, but it, there's like you know, uh, Mortal Kombat has that that shock value of the violence and gore, and I felt like they really pushed that with uh, the animated movie more than this movie. And obviously, yeah. in the 1995 movie, 
I think that was PG thirteen, so you didn't get that get that kind of stuff. So yeah, I like some people considered the nineteen ninety five version like kind of a guilty pleasure, or they really like that movie. I just don't really like the movie. There's some good th- that surprisingly, <laughs> the nineteen ninety five version does actually does some things better. <laughs> like wow, it, it knows what it's what it is, right? You yeah. know, it it knows where it's coming from, so it doesn't take itself too seriously at the right moments. Mm-hmm. Compared to this movie, I was like. Uh, sometimes like it's cheesy and, and I felt like it wasn't trying to be <laughs> right. You know, and I think that just goes down to the writing and the dialogue most of the time. Yeah. I didn't think that they could make a movie that bad with dialogue in 2021, you know, especially with it being uh, a fairly big release, especially since we're in a post pandemic world and there really isn't like a lot of competition, you know what I mean? And I could have seen it where, it's in the middle of like a uh, uh, like summer blockbuster type um, time, but and there's like a lot of competition, so this one kind of flies under the radar, and so that already kind of lowers expect uh, the expectations or whatever. But you would think that because it got delayed, like you said, and it really wasn't competing with anything. I mean, I mean, it's competing maybe with Godzilla versus Kong, but it's been that's been out for about a month. Um, you would have thought that they would have actually taken some time to actually rewrite a lot of this stuff because, man, it was it was awful. <laughs> yeah, because it was the first-time director and first-time writer, so it definitely shows in this movie. <laughs> there, was, there was some cool stuff, don't get me wrong, but uh, overall, man, it, the story itself was disappointing to me. So uh, what were your overall thoughts on the movie, pretty much? Well, um, again, I didn't really have uh, high expectations going in, but I mean, I'm glad you actually mentioned uh, basically the prologue in Japan. Uh, I actually really did like that scene a lot, and I think it may have given me a false sense of hope. It's like, yeah. oh, shoot, that was actually pretty good. And, you know, I love that actor who played Hanzo. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget what his name is here. Let me look it up real quick. It's Hiro... Uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, I probably butchered that uh, again, just like yeah, the Your Name good, episode. <laughs> but I like him in everything he does. Um, you know, just to name a few things, The Last Samurai, he was really good in. Uh, he he was in a couple of seasons of Westworld, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, dude, he was good in that as well. I mean, yeah, he's kind of obviously typecast in 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 that role, but he plays it so well. And obviously, uh, I forget Avengers Endgame as well. Yeah, the guy to get killed by Hawkeye, I guess, is, yeah, is what he's known for. Who knows? Maybe they could bring him back. You know, no one's really dead in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, especially if they're going to bring a, a multiverse in, in into the equation. Yeah, that would be cool. Or he could come back for the the Hawkeye TV show and like flashbacks or something. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Especially you get to see what uh, Hawkeye was up to. Um, after his family originally dusted or blipped. Ugh. Yeah, Ooh, I hate when they say that. that. But word. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I did want, because like I said, it was overall kind of, for the movie, I was mo- for the most part disappointed. I was still, I still enjoyed the theater experience. I think that's what actually helped uh, rather than watching on my computer at home on HBO Max. I actually did enjoy watching in the theater. That helped. Uh, but I think it's the most disappointing thing in the movie was the fact that, that they didn't technically even have a Mortal Kombat tournament. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie's called Mortal Kombat. You're right. I actually didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's just like, okay, we're just going to start fighting. This is like, it's like the prequel to the movie. That should have been like a, a comic book made in terms of promoting the actual movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, that's what I felt like. At the end of the movie, I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't even have Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I know. Like, they you just, just started... got some... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because they just started fighting like in the real world just for no reason. I'm like, that's cheating, dude. Yeah, they they just throw out all the rules of Mortal Kombat. Uh, I forget uh, Shang Tsung 
uh, is the main bad guy. And he was just like, you know what? Let's just invade uh, Earth realm and we're just going to go ahead and just kill him. <laughs> we're not even yeah. going to worry about the actual Mortal Kombat tournament. <laughs> yeah. And I, I found it funny where it takes them so long to find um, what's the place called with Liu Kang and uh, that th- that headquarters pretty much. What was that? Oh, place like, called? It was like a temple or something. Ra- Raiden's temple. Or yeah, w- whatever Raiden's Temple, right? It took them forever to find it, but then uh, the people from Outworld just like teleport in. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> it's like, what? How did you get here so easily? Is, is Raiden not watching like the outskirts of the temple or something? Yeah, that was that was weird. I did not like that, but that perfectly segues <laughs> segues into our first topic. Binge or cringe, where we introduced that on our Godzilla versus Kong episode. And binge or cringe is basically all about one thing that made Mortal Kombat binge worthy and one thing that made Mortal Kombat cringe worthy. So, Ken, what was your first binge worthy thing? All right. Well, uh, I got to say, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for, for action and fight choreography. I. We'll have to give my binge-worthy moment to that final battle between uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, it was, obviously, I mean, we were talking about plots and everything being so predictable. But uh, even though if, <laughs> even though it wasn't really a surprise that Scorpion just came in and played that Deus Ex Machina to save Cole Young, um, that part uh, where he just, you know, obviously just starts to avenge his, his family and, you know, obviously his wife and, and, and uh, son, and he just kind of saves the day uh, and they just start just going right, right at it. You know, it was a, obviously a, uh, a grudge match. And there's that one part during that fight scene where, you know, he's got an upgraded chained, I think it's a kunai. Is, is that what, how you, I think so. I think that's what you call it, right? That uh, that thing, his weapon that he was using, he, he actually had a chain attached to it instead of a rope, like he did in the pro in the prologue. And so, I love that part where Scorpion stabs Sub Zero, then he whips him across the room onto that sword that was all standing on the floor, and then when he was retracting that chained kunai it actually latches onto that sword and actually tosses it up and it's all like flipping all like perfect and stuff. And then he caught it. I was like, Oh dude, that was sick. And so, um, ah man, dude. And then obviously it led into Hanzo just revealing that he was Scorpion. And then dude, that one sick shot of Sub-Zero. I mean, we've seen it probably in the trailers and stuff or the previews where Sub-Zero is creating that icy, like, spear like weapon or whatever i was like oh man mm-hmm. all right here we go and then obviously they get into it and good triumphs over evil yeah man because <laughs> like you said probably the best things about the movie were scorpion and sub-zero and it sucks that we didn't get more of scorpion because basically he had those two major scenes of the movie basically at the beginning and the yeah, end, end. <laughs> yeah. uh just to bookend it um yeah. Yeah, just because you start the movie uh, well and end the movie interesting, like with it doesn't make it a good movie. Um, because man, that middle section. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, to stick with the binge worthy stuff. Besides Sub Zero and Scorpion, I actually really like the comedy of uh, Kano in the movie. <laughs> He's probably the best character in terms of just like pure entertainment uh, watching. I did not expect that because I never really got into his character in the games or in the other uh, movies. So I was like, yeah, okay, no, whatever. But going into this movie, it's like he stole the scene every time in terms of his comedy. Yeah, he had those one-liners, man. And obviously, I'll, I'll kind of get into some of those a little bit later on in in the episode. But I agree with you. He made the uh, he passed the t- he made the pa- uh, time pass a little bit quicker. Uh, in the in the brutal middle section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because especially when he him and uh, like a, he was talking to like Liu Kang and Kung Lao. I think those were like the funniest scenes uh, between the three. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if that could make up for all the cringeworthy stuff. So you have to choose at least one cringeworthy thing in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm, I'm glad you kind of mentioned the the whole Kano with uh, um, with Liu Kang and and 
and uh, Kung Lao. Actually, that's actually the one cringe-worthy moment. I mean, I I didn't want to go and pick on some low-hanging fruit and just say the acting because I felt like that was too broad. Because man, some of the acting was horrible, uh, and I'm you know I and I have nothing against Louis Tan because he I felt like he had the look of a good protagonist. He's you know look good-looking guy. He's got the physique. You know his action sequences were good. He was not a good actor. Not in this movie. I, I he just seemed really stiff, and there was like no real emotion to it. it, it I don't know. It was just bad. But anyway, I don't want to get too far into the weeds with a lot of cringeworthy stuff. So kind of going back to my cringeworthy uh, moment, it's when Kano gets his Arcana. Mm. Um, that dialogue was very cringy because he used a lot of racial slurs and insults um, to like basically. I don't know. He was just belittling uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao for no reason. And it just, I don't know, especially in today's climate with the whole Asian hate that's been going on. It was, it just was like, oh, I don't know if that's the right thing to portray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was very cringy, especially when we watched it in the theaters. You know what I mean? Where Mm. we're actually out in public. And, you know, where we live in the San Francisco Bay Area, there's a lot of Asian, uh, Asian Americans or just Asians in general. And obviously us being Asian, I was just like, this is so cringy. And so uh, I think obviously with today's political climate, um, I think it probably wouldn't be as cringy if we just watch it HBO Max. But the fact that we watch it in the theater just made it very uncomfortable to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some mixed stuff in there. That I did like that he said, yeah. But that, like when he call, I mean, like calling him Kung Pao Chicken, I think it's kind of funny too, just because his name is Kung Lao. Kung Lao, yeah. But yeah, there was some other stuff in there too. I was like, ooh, uh, getting kind of close to the edge over here, dude. Yeah, he, I, I think he, uh, he definitely, I think, crossed the line a little bit. So, cringy. Uh, yeah. So for me though, <laughs> I think what was super cringy, like you mentioned, uh, Cold Young, the character. I, I think most of his like his dialogue is super cringy and it's very wooden. <laughs> yeah. But so th- that it all culminates into Cole getting his arcana, his powers, and it was the most underwhelming thing <laughs> <laughs> because it was like this. Uh, it's supposed to be like this uh, suit of armor thing, that, like a second skin type armor. But then it doesn't even cover his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like his neck or his head. Like, because what I imagined, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's going to be sick. It's going to, he's going to be like Colossus or something from the X-Men. Right? right. Like this full body, like armor thing. I'm like, that's going to be sick. And then it only comes up to his like clavicle. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the way it looks, it looks so cheap. Like yeah. it doesn't look like armor. It looks like he's wearing a rubber bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean the way it was described or it was supposed to be implemented, I was thinking Black Panther in with, you know, in the in the movie with the whole uh Shuri with a new suit where, you know, it would absorb all the inf- uh, on all the impact of, you know, like punches and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah, I thought when it started glowing, I was like, "Oh, something like something's going to happen when uh Cole's stuff starts glowing." And then I guess I, those are just spots that they hit and <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, we get to see where, where the punches landed. It was like watching uh, CompuBox. Remember when you would watch HBO Boxing before and then you would see where the punches landed on the boxers? That was, that was basically it. Yeah, and it was crazy because when they were promoting this movie, because they, they said right off the bat, Cole Young is a, a character that we've never seen before. It's original to the movie. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. You can add a new character to the Mortal Kombat lore. As long as it's interesting, that'll be fine. But they have to choose the most unoriginal like, and very wooden like type of character, kind of vanilla. And if they were going to do that, because uh, Liu Kang was the main character of the original movie and pretty much almost like the protagonist for most of the time uh, in the Mortal Kombat uh, movies... And I was like, you could have just made him Liu Kang and it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I want to move over to our second topic so that we can stop ranting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something a little bit more positive, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you, uh, if you were a Mortal Kombat character, what would be your fatality or finisher? Yeah, well... For me, um, I mean, we're both huge Dumb and Dumber fans, and I originally wanted to say Kano's Heart Snatch, just like, remember Lloyd Christmas in his dream sequence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, th- I was thinking that. and then, Put but, it in a doggy bag? <laughs> yeah, put it in a doggy bag, yeah. Oh, that, so, that still makes me laugh. But anyway, um, uh, the one that I really um, wanted to to pick especially because i mean they they did show that heart snatch uh but they showed it probably on the weakest fight uh, mm. with reptile that was like the worst fight ever um so if i had to choose one i'll have to go with sub-zero's original from the first game the spine rip uh it's so badass that back in 1995 or whenever that video game came out they censored it it was too it was too graphic Ooh, dang. So that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's a good one cuz all all Sub-Zero stuff was cool as and I think he had the best or at least some of the best finishers of the movie. I like when he he froze Jack's arms off. Oh. And it was it wasn't like the trailer where they, it was really fast. It was actually very slow. I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Yeah, I, I actually like I actually like that special effect where you know as it was uh, kind of going up to his shoulders, the ice or whatever, and you got to see like the blood vessels kind of pop in in kind of like in order or whatever. I was like, oh damn, that that looked that was pretty. I think that was like probably the last good moment before the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cause there are some fin- some finishers I'll mention a little bit later, uh, but for me, the finisher like. That I wanted to point out. Because, you know, I got to mention it. They put Arnold, the Terminator, in the newest Mortal Kombat game. And he, there's some crazy ones, man, where he he basically does this time machine thing and transports them into the future. And then the Terminators kill them there. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. I love that stuff. Dang. Are you talking about, like, the ones that they always usually show when they show the... Um remember the future and then they usually just showed just some random terminators just like with guns and stuff yeah yeah they basically it transports like obviously the the enemy to the future then you see all like the skulls and then it's that dark future then they kills them in the future dude that's actually pretty original even though obviously that's i mean i'm not surprised at all by your answer Yeah, and there's some cool ones too. You should check it out. They have like RoboCop and Rambo in the new Mortal Kombat game. So I think it's worth a watch to see, at least on YouTube, some clips on there. Okay. Hey, you know what? Send me the link and I'll definitely check them out because I'm always good. Uh, You know, I always love finishers. I mean, we're talking about WWE so much, you know, nothing beats a really good finisher. Like the RKO. (laughs) Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. But... I want to ask the audience, uh, who is your favorite Mortal Kombat character? It could be from the games. It could be from the movies. Like, for example, I really like uh, Johnny Cage from the Mortal Kombat movie, Scorpion's Revenge. I think Johnny Cage was the best character in that movie. And hopefully, if they do make a sequel for this movie, Johnny Cage could pop up. But, uh, Ken, did you have a favorite Mortal Kombat character? Yeah, of course. I mean, but I mean, it looks like they're going to make one. And dude, they already showed the the movie poster that they were going to go to Hollywood. So I'm guessing it's a pretty good bet that we will see Johnny Cage. But anyway, to answer your uh, question, definitely got to go Sub-Zero. I've always liked them um, even back in the, as as early as the 90s, uh, just because, you know, like I, you know, with fighting games, I was never really that great. I mean, we've had this conversation offline where um, I was had trouble like with combos you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i would always kind of do some like cheap maneuvers or whatever and one of those was you know having a projectile thing and sub-zero always had those icy projectiles (laughs) and then obviously he had my favorite favorite fatality finisher so uh with the sump with the spine rip so definitely got to go sub-zero easy nice all right so everyone just 
If you want to contact us on Twitter, tell us your favorite Mortal Kombat character. Uh, you can reach us at Weekly Real on Twitter. Or if you want to email us, and let's say you don't have Twitter, but you have an email, uh, you can always email us uh, at you know our email, Ken. Yes, it is. Yes, we have electronic mail. Um, it's not in... You know, you don't need stamps or anything like that. So um, I don't think in, do they still use like stamps? They do, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like if they want to send us money, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> nice. 25 cents. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, just Venmo is fine too. Just search for <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> Email anyway, I like at, at Weekly Real. <laughs> yeah, at Weekly Real. Yeah, we'll, we'll create one. <laughs> Anyway, I forgot about your question. Uh, it, we do have a we do have a, an email address. Uh, it's at Gmail, and it's more spe- uh, more specifically, weeklyrealpod at gmail All right, you heard of that, and with that, let's take a quick break. And welcome back to the break. And we're going to jump in straight into the weekly real awards. And we got a few for Mortal Kombat. But what makes Mortal Kombat and its games so special are the fatalities and the deaths. So our first award that I want to start off with was the I Don't Feel So Good Award for Best Death. Who are you going to give that to, Ken? (laughs) Well... Again, I will preface this in saying that uh, the dialogue was pretty bad during this actual fight. (laughs) So, I mean, the scene itself was like horrible. (laughs) But that being said, I will have to go with Cabal's death uh, just because, you know, uh, during that scene, he had just drawn blood on Liu Kang. uh, But then, dude, Liu Kang was like, what the heck? And then he goes right into this crazy combo where first he does his signature bicycle kick. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was pretty sick to be able to see that in uh, like on screen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then um, I mean, and plus that's from the original game. And so I'm kind of partial to that. But then he finishes him with his fiery dragon fatality move. And dude, it was a pretty badass way to die. Despite the screams from Cabal. Because, you know, he's all badass looking. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was like, dude, those, uh, those screams were not it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I like that. And I, I actually also want to mention how um, Liu Kang got his little headband, red headband thing from, uh, yeah. from Kung Lao. I was like, oh, okay. That's how he kind of gets into his full costume and all that stuff. I thought that was cool. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially that that bicycle kick. I was like, ooh, all right. Dude, brought back memories, man. (laughs) Oh, dude. But for me, I think it's because our our theater was pretty packed in terms of, uh, you know, people. And we actually got pretty good reactions sometimes. But I think my favorite uh, was when Kung Lao kills Natara. Yeah, when he, with the spinning hand, he just dodges her real quick and still spinning in the sand. And he basically just rides her like a like a surfboard into his uh, spinning hand. I'm like, God. everyone's like, oh, oh that was brutal. I was like, oh, damn. I know. I, I knew I heard you <laughs> from a couple seats down. I was like, dang. Because <laughs> right in half, man. And I felt like that was one of those that's like. From that was super graphic, and I felt like everyone felt that. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest with you, uh, confession time. I was already starting to kind of lose it in the theater, and so that actually did kind of wake me up. <laughs> yeah, because that like everything that happens in the temple was actually pretty underwhelming. Yeah, it's like, when are we surprising? Gonna, it's like when are we going to get the Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Apparently, we never do. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> oh, uh, shoot. Oh, just a dishonorable mention, I guess, <laughs> would be the probably the most underwhelming death was Goro and uh, Cole. I was like, yeah. dude, Goro is usually like this guy that you could he could beat up everyone. And then his, that, that's what makes his death so satisfying. 
but for Cole to just kind of kill him and then that's it for just in that one scene, I was like, whoa, that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, they should have made it more brutal. I felt like it was like, okay, just kind of like a basic combo and then he just stabs him in the face and that was it. I was like, oh, is that it? Yeah, it's like, dang. Everything Cole Young was doing, I'm like, it's like, come on, man, you could be a little bit more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because even when he was training, like some of his moves were pretty cool, but I felt like the sound design wasn't even that great. It didn't make his moves sound like they were like impactful, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's an MMA fighter, but it's like, are you really going to try to put Goro in submission? (laughs) He has like four (laughs) arms, man. (laughs) Our next award is the Does Anyone Want to Get Out Award for Best Action Sequence. So what was your favorite action sequence? Well, I I was talking about it a little bit earlier where... You know, went in, no expectations, and all of a sudden, that prologue hits. I was like, oh, is this going to be an actual good movie? And so uh, my winner for Does Anyone Want to Get Out is the prologue. Uh, Hanzo versus Bihan, uh, round one. I mean, dude, we got that beautiful setting uh, in 1617 in Japan. Um, and, man, um, it was actually really beautiful the way they shot it and filmed it. The cinematography was actually really good. And that's why I was like, oh, shoot, is this going to be a really good movie? No. I have to agree with you, man. Uh, I also chose that as my best action sequence. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, but I do have to put a little asterisk on that because I felt like they did actually a better version of that in yeah. the animated movie. Yeah. and. Uh, I guess spoiler alert. His uh, s- spoiler alert. His family dies in that too. But the way his his son dies in that is even crazier. Ooh. And for it to be a kid too, I'm like, dang! In a cartoon, also, oh, God damn. All right, but yeah, I would agree with you. It's that first scene. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be able to do that uh, uh, in live action <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah. it is like, oh, it's a kid, it's child abuse. Stop glorifying that stuff. They're not gonna do that for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. with a, a huge release like that. But anyway, um, like I don't know, it, that fight sequence was just pretty cool. I mean, obviously it starts with uh, Hanzo hearing his wife scream, and obviously he's just gonna drop everything and run towards her, and then to be able to just like that initial fight scene when he's just fighting off the henchmen dude that was actually pretty badass but then he gets the kunai ties that rope and then dude it just kicked it up a notch that that one scene where it just goes right through that guy's face and then you get to see it come out through the back of his head i was like oh mm-hmm. you know that was pretty crazy and then dude then we got the main event Man, we got obviously we got to see Hanzo versus Bihan. Dude, that first encounter was so intense. I mean, that chore- fight choreography was so quick. It was crisp. And then, dude, when um, when uh, Bihan from behind like stabs him in the heart. No, I'm just kidding, because you know we love Nicolas Cage from The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that wasn't his his heart. It was like more of like his shoulder, but. Dude, I'm just going to say, dude, that brutal stabbing in his heart. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was pretty crazy because remember how like afterwards, you know, he he hears his, I think it was his baby daughter. I think it was a girl, yeah. right? Yeah, his daughter. He was like crawling and dude, that was brutal how he was obviously trying to get to his daughter and then you see him coughing up blood and stuff. And obviously he, he can only get so far before he turned into flames i was like damn that yeah. was that was a good way to start off that movie yeah and everything went downhill from there <laughs> it's like right <laughs> yeah. off the bat like the next scene was uh cold <laughs> I know, and man. then we never see anyone close to the the charisma of scorpion again i know exactly i mean sub-zero was pretty cool i mean mm-hmm. he had that one part with the whole uh when when he was trying to attack Cole and his family at first, you know, with the whole snow, like CGI or whatever. I thought that was actually pretty cool. And then obviously we're talking about his fight with Jax was pretty crazy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I also like, I'm like, how how is Jax going to stand a chance? And obviously he didn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) just right away. Gets his arms like frozen and blown off pretty much. Uh, But yeah, that was disappointing. But our next award, just to cut through our rants a little bit. Uh, is the Get Help Award 
for favorite comedic scene? Because I know there were some hit or miss jokes here and there. So uh, did you have any uh, comedic scenes that like really hit you? <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know if this is your winner. It was definitely easily mine. It's when Kano starts uh, his training against Liu Kang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, it's so good, dude. Like, he even starts off the training by, you know, he's like walking. He's like, hey, no Harry Potter shit, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right after he says that, he just gets swept that first time. And it's like, cute, real cute. I'd like to see you try that again. And like, literally, right as he's just still saying again, he gets swept again for the second time. <laughs> and everyone's cracking up in the theater. And then... And then, like, he gets up again. He's like, is that all you... Uh, is that the only move you know, mate? And then Liu Kang, like, fakes that sweep, and he gets him to jump. <laughs> and then Kano's, Kano, know, he knew he was coming. He was like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> then he gets swept again. Yeah, right so when good. he lands. Uh, shoot. That shoot. Was, yeah, that was my favorite joke. That was the best. Because... In a way, too, it's like like playing the video game. You're playing against one person that only knows one move, but then you don't know how to stop it. <laughs> That's why I identified it with it so much. I was like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna do my sweeps." <laughs> that yeah, I cause like we like he said, I was one of those players also that couldn't do combos for my life. <laughs> so yeah, I was. Uh, if that, that was a video game, I was Liu Kang <laughs> in oh that my scene. God. Yeah, that was that was so good. <laughs> uh yeah, but we are gonna talk about I think one of my favorites, the Why is Gamora Award for favorite quote. And I'm wondering if we have the same thing again, because <laughs> I guess it's kinda hard to choose uh some of the best stuff from this movie. But uh, what was your winner for the Why is Gamora Award? Well, I'm kinda hoping that it's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> because i mean yeah i mean just like you said there were a lot of uh really bad dialogue and so i mean you could kind of you know you, it could be something that could be really serious but then because it was delivered so cheesily <laughs> it, could, it could be like your favorite quote because yeah. it's so bad anyway my favorite um my favorite quote and winner of the why is gamora award is um actually again kano mm-hmm. and here, here it is. It's basically how he's talking about. Uh, I think they just actually encountered all the people from Outworld, right? And then so he's just kind of getting back to talking about superpowers. He's like, "Oh, is it going to be fireballs? Is it going to be lightning? Huh? Could be. It could be shit. Could be. Could be a frisbee hat. You know? No offense, whoever you are." And then Kung Lao with the dramatic entrance music playing. He's like, "The name is Kung Lao." Descendant of the great Kung Lao, the grand champion of the Order of Light. And then the dramatic music stops and he goes, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I was like, I I don't really know either. Like out of uh, the Mortal Kombat characters, I haven't heard of Kung Lao that much. <laughs> so yeah, Same, same. Because he wasn't an original, like a character from the first one. And so, dude, that made me think i mean we were watching what mcu we're t- uh we watched guardians of the galaxy volume two last week it it reminded me from the first guardians where um you know peter was like in, in, like in his introductory um scene he's like well there's another name you might know me by star lord and then then the guy goes who <laughs> just the way he says it. yeah the way he said it, it's like so and then he's like star lord man yeah, that was like that was a good Kano moment also. Just because it's like there's this huge like cheesy buildup of who he is, and then it's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh man. For me, it is another Kano line because, and it is funny enough to Kung Lao also, <laughs> and it's that when um, you know they're fighting a bit because you know Kano doesn't get along with anybody. Right. And he just says, well, how about I take that stupid uh, effing sombrero you're wearing and shove it so far up your ass, you start t- speaking Spanish. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, uh, I was hella laughing because if you think about it, it's like, is anyone's weapon like their hat? Because <laughs> yeah, I've never like thought about that before. I was like, that's kind of a weird concept. But I mean, he used it 
pretty well in that one fatality. But yeah. just the fact that it's like, just to make fun of his hat is always funny because it looks whoop, like funny in itself and cheesy. Yeah, I mean, it, it like he even used it as like a vibranium shield at one point. Remember, it was making that vibranium like gong. And yeah, like, oh, damn. All right. Yeah, it was like all flying around the place, like bouncing off stuff, like it's a uh, Captain America shield. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I was like, damn. All right. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> well, not anymore. Well, not anymore. Soul hey. got sucked up by Shang Tsung. I, I did have a bonus winner just because I was like, okay, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Kano ones. It's another Kano one. Okay. And uh, it's when, uh, it was when Cole Young was fighting, uh, oh my goodness, what's Do his name with the hat? Cut. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> dude, I was, I was cringing at those parts. Like, oh, dude. Like, how yeah. could... You can't. It's not just what about one move when you're fighting like in MMA. It's like do the uppercut. It's like, dude, like you know the other fighter can hear you, right? <laughs> and, and why are you taking uh, advice from your daughter? <laughs> Seriously, and she's. I'm, it's not like she's an MMA fighter either. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, it was the training uh, with Cole Young. And Kung Lao, I just remembered his name. I was blanking for a little bit, but do you remember that one, one that one uh, line that uh, Kano says? It, and obviously, Cole Young gets his ass kicked or whatever in training. But yeah, Kano goes, "You know, maybe your Akana is getting your ass kicked by a hat." <laughs> Shoot, man! Oh, dude, Kano's got the one-liners. I will admit that, even though he had the most cringiest lines in the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, at least he was a memorable character. <laughs> he was. And I'm glad he it's it actually stuck to him being a bad guy though. I'm glad he was able to switch sides cuz yeah, that guy could never never should be a good guy. Yeah, I know. Especially since they uh they showed him as a shit heel basically from the get-go for his first scene. Mhm. Uh, I want to go into our next section where it's our favorite game of guess the rotten tomato score that's our favorite finally and honestly i have no idea uh if i'm if i'm gonna get this right because i am ahead four to three uh from last episode and i'm gonna let you go first ken on mortal Kombat, you are down and you have you can guess first all right well well before i guess I just got just wanted to put it out there and just remind us just for us we need to get a championship belt for you since you're the first uh <laughs> season 1 champion so so that we can make that uh you know obviously if I dethrone you we'll get the championship belt for season 2 anyway uh my guess for uh Mortal Kombat 2021 is 52% dude <laughs> I guess the same thing dude <laughs> what <laughs> look at this air if uh, on the recording, I'm showing Ken my tablet right now and showing him my score. Oh, my goodness. That was literally the first number <laughs> that popped into my head, and I just went with it. It's like, it's going to suck. 52. Oh, so I guess by default, uh, we both get a point. So definitely anticlimactic. Well, let's see how close we were. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Unless it's actually 52%, that would be even crazier. Dude, that'd be pretty crazy. All right, going on Rotten Tomatoes. I have a feeling. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, hang on. <laughs> you know what? I might use my phone. <laughs> Let's see. Going on my phone then. Let me go on mine just in case. Unless Rotten Tomatoes is down or something. <laughs> oh no, on. it's it's up. All right, Ken. I guess since <laughs> since I can't pull it up, you want to reveal it? We were actually really close. So, uh, with, with a tomato meter of fifty five percent, ooh, dang, both pretty darn close. And <laughs> do you actually want to give a uh, bonus guess for the audience score? Um, sixty three. You're way off. <laughs> <laughs> damn oh, it got an 87 percent. holy damn. crap <laughs> come on audiences 
what were y'all watching? <laughs> Shoot. Ooh. Damn, wow. maybe they put on like, um, I don't know, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe it was it was the best nap that they ever had. I was like, dude, that was an 87 out of 100 on a scale of uh, good naps. I can I can kind of see how this could be a partial, uh, maybe a guilty pleasure type movie. But yeah, I can. It is not a good movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely isn't. It definitely isn't. Uh, so, in uh, in the culmination of all our rants, <laughs> leads to this next and final award, the I Love You Three Thousand Award, where we rate it from one to three thousand. So, Ken, what are you gonna give Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one? Well, I preface this offline. I was kind. I I told you that it was actually going to be higher than my Rotten Tomato score. Um, if I had to give this uh, uh, an award, a rating uh, on a scale of 1 to 3,000, I'll give it a 1,686 for roughly 56.2%. Only because we watched it in theaters, we got buttery popcorn, uh, and then we got bookended by some really good uh, scenes with Scorpion and uh, and Sub Zero because they're you know Sub Zero is my favorite. So, mm-hmm. well, for me, I'm a little bit different. I'm actually kind of surprised that you didn't rate it lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was kind. I, I did like some of the action. So, so I'm gonna you know try to. I'm trying to remember what other movies I I, I rated. Obviously, trying to keep the standard somewhere you know so i gave it a 1380 out of 3000 and that's 46 <laughs> percent so wow i gotta you know be a little bit harder on my action movies and i'm yeah. gonna do that to mortal Kombat. Whew, that's a brutal score and actually since you're talking about like you know trying to keep track you know what my goal is at the end of season two of our weekly real podcast, I'll put something out there where we'll actually track all the movies that we've rated. That way we could kind of see <laughs> what our skills are. And, uh, and we did preface our ratings are going to be, they could change because it's how we feel on that particular day that we're actually recording the podcast. So, you know, scores may change, but uh, I don't think this, it's going to change for the better for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, honestly, though, I feel my I could see myself watching this movie uh, over Godzilla versus Kong, possibly. I don't know. I feel like as the days go by, my score keeps getting lower for Mortal Kombat because I'm like, oh, I liked it. And then I kept going down <laughs> as I thought about it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Ken. So next week, we're going to be talking about a... A little bit of an older movie uh, next week. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I wanted to ask you, do you feel lucky, Ken? Ooh, I guess you Well, to... do ya? Well, do ya? <laughs> All right. I guess next week, a killer is on the loose in San Francisco, and only a hard-ass police inspector can stop him. Clint Eastwood as Harry Callahan in the crime classic... Dirty Harry. So, ooh, next week, I haven't watched this movie in a long time. So, I'm actually kind of excited to rewatch it and have you watch it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, this is going to be one of the, well, I don't want to say few films, but it, it's, it's kind of an anomaly because obviously this is an older film and i actually haven't watched it but jeremy actually has uh you would think it'd be more of the other way around where you know obviously older films i'd probably watch it before he would so uh but i'm definitely looking forward to watching this for the very first time i mean obviously it's definitely a classic or it's considered a classic i should say and uh um looking forward to you sharing it with me yep and i think that's the movie that got me hooked onto like uh, watching more Clint Eastwood. I think I watched Gran Torino first. I'm like, oh, I got to watch more of his movies. And then I went into Dirty Harry in that series. So, yeah, I'm excited to see if I still like it. Um, you know, after a few, it's been a few years since I watched it. So hopefully I still like it. 
right. Uh, uh, is it uh, streaming anywhere right now? Yeah, it's. I think it's been on HBO Max for a while now. The uh, Dirty Harry, the first movie and the series, is actually all on HBO Max. I think there's like five movies in total. Yeah, so definitely check it out along with me. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, watch it. Maybe even watch a few of them if you really like that first one. Uh, but definitely watch that first one right before you do listen to our podcast. Yep. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can go to at JP underscore flicks. And what about you, Ken? Uh, well, I'm mainly just active on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I do run our our social media accounts as well. So both of those are, well, the first one, my personal one is at FreeKenA. The spelling will be in the notes. And then don't forget to also follow uh, at Weekly Real. Yep. And if you ever want to send us any questions, any cool movie topics that we can uh, either bring up here on the main show or on the newsreel, feel free to DM us on there. But until then, uh, I look forward to next week's episode on Dirty Harry. Uh, Until then, have a great week and we'll see you next time on The Reel.